What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Made podcast. We have a very special guest today, so make sure you stay until the end. Our guest is the owner of Excel Health and Fitness and is the CEO of Caffeine and Kilos. I want to welcome Danny Lear to the High Achieving Community and Mission Driven Made podcast. Thank you for being on the show, Danny. Uh, Caffeine and Kilos has been one of my favorite brands for a long time. As you can see, I'm repping one of your shirts over here. Look, looks good. Looks <laughs> awesome. Good. And so, yeah, I'm just really excited to have you on the show. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's uh, I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll dive right in then. Oh, and yeah. Can you share a bit about your story before Caffeine and Kilos? Yeah. So I played sports, a lot of sports growing up. Uh, parents were always putting me into every everything they could. <laughs> and it kind of turned out wrestling was where I kind of did the best, had the most success. So I started coaching wrestling um, kind of right when I was in college. And that drove me to really want to be a PE teacher. So uh, I liked that I could, you know, get out of school and, and coach. Uh, I don't know what job behind a desk where it's like 2.30, I got to go, you know. Um, so that kind of led me into teaching. I had a great time um, in that. I really like sciences too. So that major, that kinesiology major was a ton of fun with all the physiology and, and everything. And then uh, after teaching, uh, or while I was teaching, I should say, I became part owner of a CrossFit gym. Um, and so I, I found a guy in town, he had just started and I, he was the teacher as well. And I was talking to him and he really needed help. He was doing everything. And uh, again, he had kind of just started and his business partner who's starting with really just wasn't, ha- wasn't having anything to do with the business. Right. So anyway, so he, the other guy got out and then I got in um, and started doing that basically from the start there um, was doing that over time. And then in 2013 is when Caffeine and Kilos started. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I've seen some of the CrossFit gym owners and, and anyone that's kind of a part of that, how much they work. I remember someone that I used to work for. I mean, he was in the gym from 5 a.m. till sometimes 10 p.m. at night. Did you experience yeah. anything like that in the beginning? Well, so we were both, me and the other guy, we were both teachers and we just kind of worked the schedule out different ways. So when the gym actually first started, I think we only had classes like three or four days a week. And so they were, but they were, there was a, you know, 5 a.m. or 5, 5, 15 a.m. And then they were at four, five, six, seven p.m. And so we would kind of split the load there. I think he would do the, the early morning class most of the time. Then one, <clears throat> one of the afternoon classes and I would do the other two. And we just kind of ran it like that um, for, for a while until we, the ones kind of had our feet under us and had you know, a few more clients than we you know, expanded to every day and, you know, brought some coaches on and hired coaches so that our, the amount of classes we were coaching, uh, went down a little bit, but yeah, at the very beginning, that was pretty much it. It was, uh, there's a class going on. We were the ones coaching them. In 2013, that's kind of when CrossFit like really start taking off, right? Yeah. So the affiliate we started in 2008. Uh, and then in 2013 is when Captain Kilo started. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, it, was, it was kind of around that time, like kind of around, um, 2010, got it. um, 2010, 2013, that was kind of, yeah. When, when CrossFit got a big, big kind of bump. Gotcha. And, uh, before we kind of go into what your brand is all about, can you talk about what the process was like starting your own business and some of the challenges that you faced in the beginning? I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, every, every business I've started or been a part of has been one of two things. It's either been solving my own problem, 
um, or just kind of a project that started out as something fun to do and then turned into a business. Um, so for example, with the CrossFit gym, what happened is I was doing, I started doing CrossFit and I was looking for a local affiliate and there just weren't any, you know, like there was one uh, in this town that was like 10 miles away. And so I, I contacted him, he said, I mean, meet the park and he, it, they were an affiliate, but they were working out out of his garage and he had just got his first lease um, on this 900 square foot building. Right. And so that's kind of how that happened is I was trying to find a CrossFit gym to go to myself. And then I ended up partnering up with that guy. And so that was kind of just really scratched my own itch as much as anything. Um, that, that's kind of <laughs> how, how that's been um, for a lot of different things. Uh, or like with Caffeine and Kilos, for example, that was really just kind of a fun project that, that got out of hand uh, in, you know, in the best <laughs> way. But we, you know, we just wanted to host a weightlifting meet and get the best weightlifters from around the country to come lift in it. And so there was really no money in the sport and there weren't big audiences. So we said, well, what, what, what if we provide a cash prize and we get a crowd from the lift in front of, I bet they'd love, I, I know they'd love to come out and lift. And so that's kind of, we're just going to do that. We're just going to hold this event and have the best lifters in the country come out to compete for a cash prize. And I said, okay, well, you know, we should, to get a crowd, you know, we'll get a bunch of CrossFitters because they know the movements and understand the movements. And then we can hold a team competition and we can use some of the money from the event to pay for the venue and we'll get sponsors to pay the weightlifters. And, and that was the idea is we're just going to do this, you know, just host this competition. And then that competition turned uh, into caffeine and kilos. Like, as we talked about it more, people got more excited about it. And so we started putting together some stuff, um, some shirts and said, well, if it's caffeine and kilos, we should make our own coffee for it. So then we put together the coffee and the shirts and we started sending the shirts out to some friends uh, that were pretty popular in the CrossFit scene and in the weightlifting scene before the event to kind of help promote the event as much as anything else. And, and next thing you know, we're selling shirts and coffee online before it even happens. Um, and so it is kind of one of those things where you start down the slippery slope and, you know, just keep taking action on things and, and uh, you know, see the opportunity and just kind of moving with the opportunity and kind of going where it takes you. Uh, and then I remember I was still teaching. I remember going back to school and uh, the other PE teachers, they're like, man, pretty busy summer. What'd you do this summer? So, well, you know, I got this event that we're doing that's in like, you know, three weeks and basically planned for that. I said, oh, you accidentally gave yourself a summer job. I said, I accidentally gave myself a summer job. And then it, <laughs> I, then it ended up turning into, you know, caffeine kilos. Awesome. And that venue that you're talking about was that, at the gym that you were working at or was this something somewhere completely separate no we went big so we we wanted to do this event and we wanted to make it legit and so we went and got a uh, it was actually this huge sports complex they do volleyball tournaments and and i think it was like god the thing must have been like fifty thousand square feet and it was this huge and it used to be an airplane hangar and so we we just we rented that rented that space out and there's a little leap of faith there. We, we go to rent it out and it was like, we had to put a down deposit or, or you know, it was like $7,000 or something. And uh, I was like, well, you know, okay. Like how many teams, like, well, what, whatever we're going to be charging for the CrossFit teams to come out and um, you know, how many would we need to, to guarantee we get that money back? And, you know, I don't remember what the number was like 30 or something. I was like, Oh, we'll get 30 teams. Like I got a gym. One of the other guys, uh, my co-founders, Charlie, like he has a gym and, right. and then we kind of know because both of our affiliates are relatively 
um, older too. Like we knew every affiliate owner around. And it's like, oh yeah, we'll be able to get 30 teams out there. No problem. And so then I just pulled out the credit card and booked the venue. Um, and then told my wife about it later. <laughs> how did but that she, go <laughs> uh, she's got a lot of i don't know man she's got a lot of faith in me i think that she um she's definitely a little more um re- reserved with that type of thing risk adverse i guess you could say yeah but uh you know but i mean i think that she believes in me and i think that she uh you know i think that she thinks that i thought about it. I'm, I'm not reckless you know and she knows i'm not reckless and so you know, it was, it was fine. I probably, I probably waited a while to tell her it probably wasn't that day. I probably waited until we had all the teams signed up that we needed <laughs> and then, then let it slip in there. <laughs> so like when you were putting all this together, I know um, you talked about eventually you sent shirts out and then coffee. Like, did you at that point before the event know that this was going to actually be a brand or th- did that just kind of start happening? That kind of started happening. So at first it was separate ideas. We had the event we were going to do and then Charlie posted this picture just on Facebook that just said my life. And it was a guy lifting weights in a cup of coffee. He's like, Hey man, like I'm going to make some shirts like this just on shirt press or whatever Teespring or whatever the hell it was. He's like, if you want one, just let me know. And there's this huge response, you know, dozens of people like, Oh, I want one. I want one. And he's kind of like, Oh shit, maybe there's something here. So then he reached out to Dean, who was the third of the, uh, you know, original owners. And he, uh, cause Dean is, cool he knows what's cool he's kind of knows what's up with like the streetwear scene at the, this time he had a little streetwear brand that he was kind of working on and he said hey man like i think that there's something here you know if you're, you you want to kind of work work with us a little bit and work some designs and stuff and and so then we put together the first caffeine kilo shirt and that's that was kind of how that how that started but so in the meantime though we're like okay we're gonna do shirts caffeine and kilos and there there are two separate ideas that in the event but then I'm looking at the programming. It's kind of funny, kind of fun story. As I had the programming done and I knew there was going to be like some weightlifting movements in it because that way, you know, the, the CrossFitters as they're watching the weightlifting, just kind of, you know, tie it all together. And so I'm looking there, I'm looking at the events and I'm like, what are we going to name this? What are we going to name this thing? What are we going to name this competition? And we still like, weren't hundred percent sure. I was going to name it. And then I just kept thinking, it's like caffeine and kilos. Like it's gotta be, it's good. So it's gotta be the caffeine and kilos invitational. Like it's, there's this weightlifting and it's like about getting people fired up to watch weightlifting and caffeine and kilos just makes a lot of sense. And as I'm thinking this, I'm staring at my phone because on my notepad is where I have the workouts written down and the screen changes on my phone. It's ringing and it's Charlie. So I answer it. Hey, Charlie, what's up? It's like, hey man, I got it. I got it figured out. It's uh, we got to call it caffeine and kilos. It's the same idea. And I was like, man, and th- that was exactly what, what I was thinking before my phone rang, right? And I was like, well, I think there's a sign there because this was, this was exactly what I was like thinking about as my phone rang, you know? So that was kind of a sign. Awesome. Okay, well, I think that's probably the way to go. So that's when the, um, the ideas basically merged into one. Gotcha. And when I view your brand uh, in general, there's a few things that I, you know, kind of come to mind, of course, like everything's really comfortable. You can wear in and out of the gym and then obviously the delicious coffee. Uh, But the thing that I noticed differently about caffeine and kilos was it seemed like it it was kind of a a movement and a brand versus just, I don't know, a company, if that makes sense. Like, so when you start developing, developing the brand, was that intentional? 
Absolutely. And that, that was a big part of it is like you said, it's the, the shirts that are comfortable and you can wear other places. That was a big part of what we were doing, right? Cause at this time in CrossFit and in fitness in general, any of the kind of apparel companies, they're all real uh, extreme. And they'd be maybe something you'd wear to the gym, but you wouldn't wear outside the gym, right? They have some saying like, if you like my grandma's cookies, you should see her snatch or something, right? It's like, <laughs> something, whatever, you, you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. But like, whatever, but like, you're not going to wear that to your niece's birthday party. And so that's why we're like, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that our apparel is going to be comfortable. It's going to be something you could wear in the gym, but you could also wear around town because that's kind of how my lifestyle is. You know, I was at this point, I was still teaching PE. So I wore gym clothes every day, but I'd, you know, you got to wear something that's uh, if there is some sort of a graphic on it, it needs to be reasonable if I'm wearing it to school. Right. Right. Um, and that's, we were all kind of like that. And Charlie was a gym owner. So he's the same thing. He wore workout clothes every day as basically the uniform. And so we said, okay, we need to make sure that stuff is, is something that you could wear all day and then just go to the gym and still have it on. Right. Um, and they, you move it. And, and so that was kind of the whole thing is that, so it was the lifestyle right out the gate because it was, you know, it's for the, the type of person who, you know, is going to wear their gym clothes, uh, you know, out, other than just going to the gym type of a thing, or someone who really relates to that. And, you know, caffeine and kilos, getting fired up and lifting weights, right. Uh, and so that's, it's those, those people uh, who like doing that stuff, the same stuff we like. And that's really what was a big part of our success early on, I believe, is that we are our market, right? Like, we're not just yeah. trying to push something to other people. It's like, no, nah, man, like two of the three of us own gyms. And the third Dean, like he's had been doing CrossFit for years and was doing competitions. And, and at this point I was, um, I was competing in weightlifting at a national level. Um, and so, you know, that's, and that's actually how Charlie and I met was at weightlifting meets, you know? And so it was like, we were all doing the, the exact stuff that we were talking about like this. And it, it's funny. It's like, still, still do. You know what I mean? Like I went to the class, onto the CrossFit class in my gym today, you know, yeah. like I'm wearing our stuff right now and uh, not just because it's our stuff, but it's because, you know, it's, it's comfortable, right? Like, gym, you know, so that's, that's the thing is we, we are our own market. And so that's, I think that's why people feel like it uh, speaks to them or like it is yeah. you know, a, a movement more than just, you know, a brand or whatever, uh, because they, they can relate to it. And it also seems like kind of before the push for like this type of clothing, I feel like back in the nineties, maybe early two thousands, everything seemed so boxy. Like it, nothing was like, um, not form fitting, like athletic fitting too. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's funny. Like talk about that. Uh, so whatever I'm, you know, 200 pounds, six foot. And so the, the thing is I have to wear an XL. Um, but if I wear an XL, like in a, whatever, on a regular t-shirt, right. Then you know, it's like loose around the arms and it's, it's like too big. Like, honestly, it's like a little too big for me. Um, but if I wear a large, then like, I can't grab something in front of me. Right. Like, it, like, like my back like wraps around my back and, and it's like kind of short, you know? So it's like, all right, do I want to have on a, uh, you know, like a crop top when I reach up into a cabinet or, <laughs> or do I want to be, or do I want to wear a, uh, you know, like a potato sack. Right. And so neither one of those seems like good ideas. So that's the thing too, is all our, all our apparels kind of made uh, to fit well on somebody who works out, you know, not yeah. to saying that, uh, you know, it would look bad on, on people that are different sizes. That's not the case, but in general, there's some basic things like for guys, right. It's like 
long bodies and tight arms. Like that's kind of make you look jacked. Right. Right. <laughs> and then it's the material, make sure it's material that, you know, you can move in, that's not going to bind up and that you can, you know, go through every range of motion and it's not going to uh, interfere with that, you know? So it's like, you have the right material and, and like me personally, I don't like working out and dry fit shit. Like it just doesn't for, it just doesn't really work that well for CrossFit, you know? Um, so, you know, so you want something that kind of has more of like that kind of cotton feel type thing. That's the most comfortable anyway. Right. So it's comfortable. And also if it's a dry fit thing, you're not going to be wearing that around town. Um, or if you are, it smells. Uh, so <laughs> True. It, does, it does. So anyway, it's like, yeah, you want a shirt that looks like a regular t-shirt, just fits on, fits well on people who, people who work out, you know, and so that's, uh, that's been a big part of everything we've done. Yeah. It's definitely more comfortable than some of the, you know, not all dry fitter, you know, shirts are bad, but this type of material is a lot more comfortable. I think hundred percent agree. No, absolutely. And I think it's better workout into, I think the, um, especially like if you have a bar in the front rack, sometimes like dry fit shirts almost kind of scratch a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of, a, it's kind of weird how that works. Like they feel soft and have them on when you have a bar in the front rack, just, it's fucked. And the bar will like slide off too. Anyway, there's a whole lot going on there. Even when you're like running too, even not necessarily doing any type of weightlifting, like same mm -hmm. thing in, in my yeah. opinion, at least. Yeah, yeah definitely. hundred percent. And uh, I kind of want to segue a little bit into Cro crossfitters. Um, it's either cotton shirts or no shirts. That's cool. <laughs> no shirts. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the, the uh -huh. way a lot of them go for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's how I do it. <laughs> and uh, day to day for you, um, what does that look like? And what are some of the challenges you face as an entrepreneur? So day to day, I mean, the truth is uh, most, most days are, or every day is a little bit different. Um, how my schedule currently is. Uh, so three days a week, I go up to the cafe and kills warehouse. Um, and then the other days I just kind of work from home or from the gym and that type of stuff. So everything's kind of blocked out um, around the business schedules. But so I, I get up early though, every day, seven days a week, um, I get up at four 30 um, I kind of work from five until seven. Uh, it's when the kids get up and man, I'll tell you what, I get more done from that 5am to 7am than I might the rest of the day. Um, no one's calling, texting, they're not respecting, uh, expecting replies to <laughs> emails or, or yeah. texts, whatever. Um, and so like, I don't even look at my phone during that time. Uh, but I just get up and kind of, what is the, what are the biggest rocks? Like what's the main, the number one thing I need to do that day where, you know, the day would be success if that's the only thing I get done. Um, so I do those, those tasks, uh, during that kind of morning work block uh, and the kids get up at seven, kind of help get them ready for school, that type of stuff. Uh, then at eight o'clock, eight o'clock, basically take the kids to school. And then depending on, then my day kind of goes depending on what day of the week it is. Um, so whether that means I go up to the warehouse, um, and kind of, we have our meetings and get everything going for that week's release or whatever. Um, or if, uh, some days I'll go, then I'll go to the gym um, and work out for an hour, do the eight thirty class at the gym, and then, then start working after that. Um, so that's kind of, and then at, I mean, I'm home for dinner at five o'clock, uh, every night. So love it. Love it. And there, there's something special about the, the morning time. I think like really oh, yeah. early in the morning, like you were saying. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, not just the most important thing, but also I try to do my, like the dreaded tasks, you know, there's that Mark Twain quote, right. Where he said, uh, if you had to eat a frog every day, the best thing you could do is eat it first thing in the morning. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and if you have to eat two frogs, eat the bigger one first. Yep. Uh, and so I, I really, I really believe that. And so I, so that morning time I either do, 
one of two things. It's either um, the most important task or the biggest thing I have to get done that day. Um, I say one of three things. So like most important thing I have to get done or two, something I've been putting off that I don't really want to do. Um, or number three is if there's something that's going to require like a lot of uh, focus, creativity, you know, if I need to do like, if I want to like model something out, like a financial model for something, um, or if it involves writing, if I need to write something, um, or, you know, like that type of stuff, something that's a creative outlet and that, you know, where you just kind of go in the zone and shit, you know, five minutes later, (laughs) (laughs) right? that's the, that's the best time for kind of those tasks, you know? Right. How long did you um, feel like it took until you really felt the momentum going with the brand to where you could actually tangibly see it's going to be successful? Oh man. I mean, I don't know. That's tough. Like I, uh, immediately, like it was pretty, it was pretty early. It's funny, man. People talk about like the hockey stick growth curve, you know, it's flat for a while. It shoots up. Right. We kind of, we did more of like a pool stick, uh, growth curve, um, <laughs> right off, right off the gates. Things went pretty crazy. I mean, it was, we had that first event. And like I said, we started selling stuff online before the event started. Um, and it was really, it was moving pretty well. And so, I mean, after that one more year of teaching, I was going to stop. Uh, but again, my wife's a little more reserved. So actually I found a job as like a part-time gig and went to, did that for a year. But I mean, it was, uh, I mean, right away, things were, things were shooting off um, kind of right out the gates of the brand. I mean, it was a, it was a perfect, it was good timing um, as far as, you know, with the growth of CrossFit and the growth of weightlifting at that time. Um, we had lots of connections um, from, kind of being in the CrossFit space for a long time and, and me uh, lifting for competing for California strength and, and doing so at a, a relatively high level. And um, that, that helped. Um, Charlie was, you know, like sponsored with Progenics at the time, which had, you know, all the most popular athletes he had yeah. um, some sort of connection with in CrossFit. And so um, it was just the, the timing of everything and kind of where everything was at and, and the, the connections we had at that time. It just, it just really, uh, it was like a perfect storm. So lo- lots of confidence in the beginning since it, it took off. Well, I mean, you see the results happen, right? Like when you yeah. see things happening pretty quick, it's like, oh, okay, we can, let's just keep this thing going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, like I that, want... it's about getting, it's about getting momentum and it's like keeping, keeping momentum, right? When you get these right. little wins, like you just got to double down on them. Right. Absolutely. And I wanted to make sure I asked you today about uh, the fitness business summit. Um, I oh, yeah. saw that you were a speaker there. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to kind of hear a little bit about your experience there. I mean, it's, it's a good time. So I, what, how that kind of came about is uh, this guy, Jay Ferrugia has a podcast, Renegade Radio podcast. That's it's a great show. Um, it's about health and fitness stuff. It's pretty popular. So we were on that, we were on that with him. And then after the show, he said, Hey man, I think you would really get along well with my buddy Bedros. Let me introduce you to Bedros Koulian. And so if you don't know, Bedros is the uh, owner of uh, Fit Body uh, Fit Body Bootcamp franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so he owns the whole show, Fit Body Bootcamp, and then he, you know, does the so all the and then they're franchised out. So, um, so he's very successful um, guy, has a lot of experience stuff. So I hop on a call with Bedros. I had no idea what was going to come out of it. Just Jay said I should meet him, so I should probably meet him. And so then yeah. I'm talking, I'm talking to him and, and then he tells, tells me about a little bit about the uh, fitness business summit. And he said, he's, you know, he's kind of aware of captain and kilos and the things we were doing and the things I had done. And so then invited me to go out there and speak. And so that was, it was fun. I've done, I've done quite a few public speaking uh, things. 
uh, you know, with the background in education, like it, it's, um, it's kind of one in my skill set, uh, you know? Um, so yeah. anyway, so I did that, had a great time. Uh, and then also that was, it was fun, met, met some, some uh, people that have made a big difference, uh, actually, then, then Vedros introduced me to this guy, Craig Ballantyne, who I hired as business coach. Um, and he's, he's made a lot of uh, positive things in my life and helped me out a bunch. Also, he's the reason why I work from five to 7 a.m. every day. Awesome. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, so that was a, that was a great experience. Uh, great event. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun there. And it's so obvious, at least for me, when someone has a background in teaching, um, I, I worked for the fire department for a long time. And one mm -hmm. of my instructors in the, our fire Academy, he was a teacher previously, right. and he was probably the only one where I didn't feel like I had to take notes or study for six hours after the lecture. I, I understood because he was actually teaching it. So right. I always thought it's, it's so obvious, you know, when someone is a teacher before. Yeah. It's like anything, right. It's practice, you know? So it's like, I taught for eight years. Um, and so if I'm doing five classes a day for, uh, eight years, right. Like I've, so I've, I've presented, you know, whatever, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of lessons. So. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like refining your, your snatch or your cleaning jerk, right? That's it. Yeah. Except yeah. it's easy, except it's easier than that. Refining your snatch <laughs> and cleaning jerk is like the hardest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Mine was always yeah. pretty terrible. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any future plans that you can talk about with caffeine and kilos? I mean, uh, well, right now, um, we're, we're in a, we're in a good spot. Um, we've been growing, um, over the last, you know, year or two, um, especially this year we're doing, we're doing well, we're focused. Um, that really helps. And so, I mean, as of now, um, we're just, we got a few things in the works coming up, but the, the main thing is we just want to keep promoting, uh, the, that healthy active lifestyle. Like that's the whole key. Like that's what really matters, you know? Um, and so that's, as long as we're doing that, as long as people are, you know, wearing our stuff and feeling good about themselves, because now I'll tell you what, like put on a shirt that fits good. Like it just increase your confidence, feel good about it. Right. You know? Um, and the same thing, like, you know, if you're drinking our coffee, if you're, you're making our coffee in the morning, you know, that, that you bought that bag of coffee from a, a brand, from a fitness brand, right. From a brand that's in the fitness space like that. So like, these are like little reminders, right? It's like everything you do this is a James Clear quote, but like everything you do is a vote for the type of person you want to be right. Every action you take. And so that's true. That's true with our stuff as well. Like if you're making caffeine and kilos coffee in the morning, you're casting a vote that you are the type of person who works out and who lives that healthy, active lifestyle, right? If you're wearing our shirt around, you know, you're casting a vote. I'm the type of guy who goes to the gym, works out, you know? And so that's, that's why I think it really does matter. And I think it really makes a difference and it really does promote yeah. again, people living that, that healthy active lifestyle. Cause you know, I, man, sometimes I think about it, like there's just so many people who just don't really know what it feels like to actually feel good, you know? Yeah. And so the more people we can get, um, you know, encouraged to, to, to work out and to eat healthy and, and that type of stuff is, is better. I appreciated so much all the gyms or companies or brands that were preaching that, especially the last year or two with everything that was going on in the world, you know, to, you know, preaching, being healthy and active and, and exercise. Cause I feel like people kind of stopped talking about that when that maybe was what was needed most. I absolutely think it's needed most, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, most important question for you uh, of the day, what is your favorite type of coffee? 
Oh, I like a light roast generally. Um, as far as origin goes, uh, it's kind of, I'm, I'm open to different things. Uh, like a Ethiopian's good, but sometimes they can be a little too fruit forward. Um, but I, I just like, I like a good, a good, well-balanced light roast. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man. And, uh, so this is going to be the last part of the show. I want to give you the floor for a couple more minutes. So if there's someone or a listener that's looking to develop their brand, is there a few tangibles or takeaways you can give them with what they could do in the beginning? Cause you know, obviously for some people, the beginning steps can be the hardest. All right. So I think that, uh, with people starting a business, uh, uh, like I said earlier, is make sure that it's something that you're passionate about. And I think the best businesses in my experience and from different, you know, friends I have that own businesses and are successful is again, to scratch your own itch, right? So make sure that what, whatever you're doing, um, it needs to solve somebody's problem, but it's best if it solves yours, right? I'd love that. that. You really know what's going on. And so, you know, you might see an opportunity, but if it's, you know, maybe it's an opportunity, but for someone else, but you just don't care about that market or don't care about it, then that's not, you know, that's not going to be uh, fulfilling. And ultimately you're probably not going to have success with it. So like, yeah, maybe you can make a little money selling fidget spinners on Amazon, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, unless, unless uh, manual manipulation and dexterity is your passion, then that's probably not, it's probably not something you're going to be passionate about or, or be into long-term or have a lot of success with. So make sure it's something you actually care about. Make sure it's something, and, and ideally something that you you are going to use yourself, right? Like you should be your own customer. I mean, shit, dude. I we drink caffeine and kills coffee every morning, um, and not just because it's my company, because it's good, you know. <laughs> like we put, we I've been taking collagen for ten years, and then the reason why we started making collagen is at first I put it off for a long time. So I was like, well, you know, I don't want a need to product. And then people kept asking about it, kept asking. I'm like, well, I believe in it. I've been taking it for so long. And so I got some samples from some different manufacturers said, if we can get one, that's better. And we, we got one, we got a sample back that was like better than what I had been taking and what all the ones I've tried. So it's like, okay, you know, and you know, it's, that's just to tell you, like, I, I take our collagen because it's the best, not because it's ours. I drink our coffee because I like it. You know, like I, I use all the caffeine kilos. I'm wearing the shirt right now. I wear all the, I use all the products because they, they solve my problem. They're the things that I, that I needed, you know? And so um, if you ultimately stay true to yourself and work on solving your problems and do the things that you like and the things that you're into um, people, there are people like you, no matter how weird you think you are or might be <laughs> because everybody's weird. Everyone has their little quirks. You know, you get to know anybody well enough and you find out that everybody's, everybody's weird. Everybody's got some stuff going <laughs> on, you know? Um, so there are going to be people who can relate to all the stuff that you're into. And that's what it's really about. Just kind of finding people where you have commonalities with. Um, so that maybe is number one, maybe that's number one through five. Um, so make sure it's something that actually helps people and that you, you yourself are going to be a customer of. And then I'd say outside of that is don't get caught up in all the minutia of uh, red tape out the gates. People say, okay, well, first I have to form an LLC and then I have to, um, you know, file for a, a DBA for my business name. And then I got to make sure get, it's like, nah, man, what you need is a customer, right? Like if you don't have, all of that is a waste of time and a waste of energy. It's, it's, um, it's uh, actually Craig, I use this term sometimes. It's like um, perverse procrastination, 
You know, it's like, like you're, you're procrastinating by doing things that are meaningless or that are out of order. You know, you can go through and you can file for an LLC and you can, um, you know, set up all these business things in the back end. Um, but if, if you don't have any customers, it doesn't really matter. Like you don't have a business, you know? And a real small example of that is my wife. Um, she's like, hey, she'd look for a hobby for a long time. And then kind of out of nowhere, she's like, oh, me and my friends, we're going to uh, do like start a little business selling vintage barware, um, which by the way, scratches the itch because uh, like we like making cocktails and drinking wine sometimes. And so it's like fun to have like these old glasses, you know, they're from the, you know, 1950s that have gold rims and stuff like that. So like they were always looking at this stuff like, well, and they're finding these great deals. Like we're going to buy it and sell it. And so like, what do we do? Like, how do we form an LLC? Like, how do we make the business? What do we, and I was like, well, you don't, first of all, like, you know, like make, make an Instagram page and start selling shit. Right. And like, cause the one or two or three sales, like, or even like 47 sales, um, uh, like I really, estate doesn't care, you know, that you made like $73, you know, like, let's, let's like all of that. If you start doing all of those things that you're just going to not do the actual thing you want to do. So you can like that applies to everything. So it's like, just start. Like you just, just start, just start doing it. You want to, you want to open a gym? Well, first get a client, right? Start training somebody, train your neighbor for free. I don't care. Like start training somebody and get results with that somebody. Right. And then tell them to bring a friend. Right. And then you train the friend and then you tell them to bring a friend and then you start charging people, you know, it's like this. And then the, and actually that's how my gym started is the, the, my business partner, he was working out his garage on his own and the neighbors are driving by. They're like, Hey man, can I like work out with you? He's like, yeah, dude, come on in. And now there's two of them in the garage, right? And then next thing you know, there's like six people in the garage. He's got to buy more shit. And he's like, well, I guess I should start charging you guys. He's got to go buy more stuff. And so like, that, like that's kind of, that's how it happened. And that's really how um, all businesses should happen. If there's something you want to do, um, get some customers, lock in some customers first, and then, um, and then, then worry about all the other stuff. You know, where can people uh, connect with you, Danny? Well, so uh, actually... I write a, a weekly email, which is fun. Um, and so it's, uh, it's a place where I can uh, kind of say the things I want to say and not worry about the language I use and stuff. Uh, anyway, so it's, that's why I, I would encourage you to sign up for that uh, if you're interested. And that's just Danny Lear and last name is L-E-H-R. So dannylear.com slash unfiltered. And that's where you can sign up for that weekly email. Um, and that, that's a lot of fun. Um, or it's on, uh, Instagram, it's Danny underscore Lear. So that'd be the best place to find me. And of course you should go to caffeinekilos.com and awesome. check it awesome. out. I'll uh, make sure to link those in the show description. And, uh, yep. thank you everyone for listening to the mission driven made podcast. If you found value in this subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review and most importantly, share it with a friend. Danny, thank you for being on the show and bringing value to all the listeners today. It was awesome chatting with you. Until next time, everyone, stay mission-driven.